Welcome to Cannabis and Consciousness, where we talk and spill about metaphysical practices, tapping into the authentic self, and the journey on the spiritual path of life. I'm your host, Dominique, and I'm a Reiki healer, wire wrap jewelry maker, and local artist on the SF Bay Area Peninsula. My whole life, I've been drawn to the spiritual path after experiencing many strange and unusual circumstances stemming from a broken childhood, difficult relationships, and a near-death experience. I question everything and invite you to listen and learn about various metaphysical subjects that have brought me to the very point in time I am today. I'm no expert, but this stuff is really interesting, and if you're a spiritual skeptic like I used to be, the universe brought you into this podcast for a reason. Let's explore that reason together. Thank you for joining me today in the very first episode of Cannabis and Consciousness. I'm super excited to watch this podcast experience unfold, and I'm always open to feedback, so make sure you give this a po- uh, podcast a like and follow. I'd like to mention that the strain I smoked today is a sativa-dominant CBD mix Um it's, I don't actually have the name, but I got it while I was in Colorado and CBD is such an awesome thing. It's so helpful with my pain and my anxiety that I deal with and it keeps me motivated throughout the day. So I just wanted to slip in there what I smoked today right before I started this awesome session we're about to listen in on. Today we're going to be talking about my experience with Reiki. If you don't know what Reiki is or have never heard of it before, please listen on and I'll be sure to explain it to the very best of my abilities. Um, I'd like to kind of start off with letting everyone know how I got into Reiki. I think I really started down this spiritual path while I was looking for what God meant to me. I've always been very scientific and fact-based. And the idea of some booming figure in the sky who took a rib from a man to make a woman just never sat well with me. Uh, I don't mean to insult anyone's religion. In the same way that anyone is allowed to believe in that sort of thing, I'm allowed to not believe in it. I just never, it never made sense to me, even being raised in a Catholic household. But I still craved an understanding of my spiritual path. I always felt like there had to be more. There had to be explanations as to why miracles happen, why I had dreams that came true, why sometimes I understood things that I had no recollection of learning about, Um, always being called an old soul by older people around me starting from a very young age, why I was in touch with uh, spirits and quote unquote ghosts since I was very young. I always had a great feeling for the energy around me, and over the years found out one of the words for that was empath. So in March of 2017, I went looking for God. I'd already been searching for God for years, but I was at a very stable point in my life, which was uncommon for me, which a lot of 
I had a lot of extra time on my hands. I was Googling spiritual and metaphysical questions, as I've always done, and found a website called Udemy, spelled U-D-E-M-Y. Uh, they sell incredibly cheap courses on different metaphysical studies. There were classes to learn about tarot, how to better focus in meditation, Yoda, uh, sorry, Yoda certification, yoga certification, the list goes on and on. Finally, I stumbled upon Reiki, which I've never heard of before. I think I said out loud, what the hell is that? And the Googling commenced. I found the actual definition was listed as a healing technique based on the principle that the therapist can channel energy into the patient by means of touch to activate the natural healing processes of the patient's body and restore physical and emotional well-being. And I was like, that is some mumbo jumbo. And how can people touch each other and feel better? <laughs> I mean, obviously, there are other ways to do that. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so suddenly, I was I was faced with this very interesting topic that I'd never heard of before. Um, you know, I took it as harnessing the energy from within, aka con uh, consciousness, and administering that energy through well-intentioned touch, all while concentrating on love and light, quote-unquote, and three sacred symbols given as tools to activate the flow of Reiki energy. I thought to myself, all right, I don't have a focus when it comes to religion or my spirituality. A man walking on water and parting seas doesn't compute for me. And other religions are stating that there's heaven, which I'm also unsure about. Is it really so outlandish to think that I can harness the energy from within, the energy that makes me a human being with thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and not just be a walking meat skeleton zombie? Nope, not outlandish makes sense to me. <laughs> so from there, I rigorously studied the coursework. I honestly have never worked to get a certification so hard in my life. Studies that took months to learn about took me about four weeks and I passed all the tests with flying colors. Somehow this was all falling into place so easily and it resonated so much I felt and for the first time in my life I'd found a spiritual path that was a great fit. Something that you know made sense to me scientifically, celestially, and since spirits, spirits, which are essentially displaced past energy sources, made sense to me, having physically experienced them, I, I could believe in Reiki. I'd experienced so many strange and bizarre situations and circumstances growing up. Uh, there was one thing I always believed in to my core, and that was energy. When we die, the fact that scientists have discovered there's a missing few quarter ounces of weight that doesn't account for an involuntary bowel movement and leftover air in the lungs always baffled me. And all it had to do with was energy, 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 energy. This is why Reiki made sense. While there is the studying of the philosophy of Reiki, it is another thing entirely to experience it. In order to become a Reiki healer yourself, you must first find an attuned Reiki master. A Reiki master is someone who has performed over 50 or 60 hours of Reiki on themselves and others uh, with each 
session lasting anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour per person. This woman who was teaching the online course that I was taking named Lisa Powers uh, had been studying Reiki for many years. Since, since we're in an age of internet, she found a means to create the course and material necessary to teach people all about this historic spirituality online. Typically, Reiki attunements are done in person, but since Reiki is just concentrated loving energy, similar to prayer, distant Reiki sessions are available as well. This also means attunements can be done distantly, and an attunement in this case involved Lisa receiving a picture of myself and other students through email, both of us picking a time for me to go to a quiet space, and she would, at the time from afar, send me the concentrated Reiki energy for about 30 minutes. On the day and time that I signed up to receive my attunements, I happened to have a half day at work with a class later on in the late afternoon. So I found a nice spot under a tree while sitting in my car and prepared myself to welcome the supposed deep meditative state that was to come. It's uh, rumored that when you receive an attunement, there are several reactions someone might have when feeling the energy come in. Those reactions range from feeling tingling in the hands, seeing bright colors and visualizations with eyes closed, chills up and down your body while activated energy that was blocked started free-flowing again, or you could experience nothing at all. To be honest, I was really nervous, and the skeptic in me thought, I just paid for this course, and this lady probably just wanted to see a picture of the dummy who actually decided to believe in this nonsense. Now she's got me sitting in my car, and I'm going to have a nice nap for 30 minutes and wonder why the hell I was thinking of getting into this at all. Meanwhile, she's probably going about her day, doing laundry or grocery shopping with another few bucks in her pocket, forgetting there's someone states away sitting and waiting for her to pray for them. So as I adjusted the seat to lay all the way back, I watched the clock for our 12.30 p.m. session to start. At 12.27 p.m., I decided to put an alarm on my phone in case I did happen to fall asleep. At this point, I'd been meditating and studying meditation weekly for a few months, and I'd been having a lot of trouble staying focused enough to not fall asleep, so the possibility of dozing off was very real. At 12.29 p.m. came, and I was ready. I got myself comfortable, and I closed my eyes, In the first couple minutes, I just felt relaxed, as was typical when I began to meditate, but then I could feel something. My fingertips actually started to feel small pins and needles. I just took it as I was very relaxed and maybe my hands were falling asleep, which honestly doesn't make sense because that only typically happens if you are restricting blood flow, Um, but I was playing devil's advocate. Slowly, the tingling sensation went up my fingertips to my palms, and then my whole hand became enveloped by it in both hands. And gradually, over a period of 10 or 20 minutes, I could feel the energy traveling from my my fingertips through my entire forearms. I also started to see, with my eyes closed, this beautiful, like, lavender light that swirled around before me and the pins and needles made their way up to my elbows and before I knew it I passed out I woke up to my alarm blaring next to me and I thought holy shit this is the real deal now there are five principles 
in Reiki. And honestly, when I found out what they were, I was really moved by them. They're very humbling. Uh, They're all acts of kindness. A few of them engaging kindness through inaction on the healer's part. I used to have them hanging on my wall to look at every morning and remind myself of why I've stuck with Reiki, but I recently moved and I'm going to have to print them out again, but they are as follows. Just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will do my work honestly. Just for today, I will be kind to my neighbor and every living thing. Just for today, I will be grateful for my many blessings. The great part about these is they're okay to change or tweak a bit. If something sounds easier to say or is easier to remember for the user. For instance, changing just for today, I will not anger to just for today, I'll do my best not to get angry. It may roll off the tongue a little easier, whatever works for you. Or if there's something else you're trying to manifest in your life that isn't listed, you could replace one of the sayings with with that instead, such as just for today, I will welcome constructive criticism. Or just for today, I'll try not to roll my eyes when so-and-so decides to say something ignorant. The main five principles are written as a guide to be something for people to focus on at the start of their day so they can set an intention for a positive vibe. The intention is set with the hope that the positive vibe you create will vibrate out to the people around you and those people will be touched and then the people they come in contact to will feel that positive vibe and that person will be touched and then the next and next until we are a planet that is vibrating on one positive note. And believe me, when you start getting involved on your own spiritual path and you think it's going to be all roses and daisies, it's it's definitely not. (laughs) Until you come into work and you see that stupid idiot that you can't stand who irks you for some reason and you can't quite put your finger on it, that's when these principles can be leaned on as a reminder that, hey, it's just one day in my whole life that I have to deal with the situation and circumstance. Everything is impermanent and the only sure thing in life is change and I got this. It's about being thankful for everything you have and understanding that the universe has got your back that everything is happening for you and that you can only be in control of yourself, especially when times are hard. Take it a day at a time in repetition, trying your best to do better each day and ultimately you will change and you'll become a more positive, enlightened being as you not only aim to heal others, but start with healing yourself. Um, I'd also like to talk about using Reiki on myself. When I first started using Reiki on myself, I was in a constant battle with myself. I I could hear the skeptic ego in the back of my mind with its irritating, sarcastic tone, asking if I was planning on seeing colors again anytime soon. Uh, But something within me knew I needed this spirituality, this religious act in my life to bring more meaning for myself. And in myself, through this foreign process of Reiki and spirituality, I only ended up finding out more about myself. I realized that I still have the childlike curiosity that a lot of people end up losing or leaving behind as they enter adulthood. It's a little mischievous part of myself that I don't think I'll ever lose. And having that open-minded curiosity helped me tap into Reiki and really... I felt it a lot more. And oh man, after 
several weeks, it didn't disappoint. And guess what? I did see colors again. And this time, it wasn't just colors. It was swirls that took form as trippy patterns and geometric shapes. It was interacting with spirit guides and being greeted with warm, inviting light. It involved vibrating at such a high frequency with the help of meditative music that I'd physically forget where I was. I was practicing religiously, no pun intended on that, every night for three or four months. I noticed that I was having an easier time at pretty much everything. My anxiety had decreased, my depressive tendencies had started to dwindle tremendously, and I was dreaming so vividly. I mean, I'd always dreamed vividly, but this was way different and way more frequently. At the time, I was dating someone, and there was one particular night that I learned that being a light worker also has its downsides. My ex is an addict. He's not someone who has ever been openly willing to see his faults or deal with past traumas, and uh, he suppresses his trauma and blocks his free-flowing chakra energy with cocaine, excessive amounts of weed, and various other party drugs. At this particular point in our relationship, he had stopped smoking weed because he was looking for a new job. I had just come back from a very eerily spiritual trip to New Orleans, uh, one I will definitely be talking about in another episode, and I was exceptionally in tune with myself, but for whatever reason, that night I was having a really hard time falling asleep. There was a lingering and unsettling energy in our room, and I didn't know where it was coming from. At 11.30 p.m., I was really restless and wide awake, so I decided I was going to perform a Reiki session on myself to see if this would help me relieve some possibly suppressed energy uh, that I might have been experiencing. I sat in the light of my Himalayan sea salt lamp, And I placed a headphone in each ear and kind of melted away into this other realm or the in-between hypnotic state that frequent meditators tend to find themselves in. 25 minutes later, after such an intrinsic experience, my mind was much more settled and I turned on my nightstand light so that I could see my drawer while I put my headphones away. I started to tuck myself in. And right before I reached over to turn the light off, my ex, who'd been in a dead sleep for a couple hours, turned over with his eyes wide open and bloodshot. I, I fucking kid you not, in a low but loud and aggressive gremlin-like voice, he said to me, you were in it. I was completely terrified. He had just been snoring and was definitely passed out just a few seconds before. I looked at him with a freaked out look on my face and I was like, in what? Then still staring at me and without blinking, he pointed to his head. Still terrified, I asked, in your dream? And he nodded his head really slowly without blinking still, then closed his eyes and rolled back over to sleep. I could hear him snoring coming from his side of the bed within a minute of him turning back over. He'd talked in his sleep before, but never like that, and never to have an actual conversational exchange like that with intelligent responses back. The next morning, I brought it up to him, and he didn't recall any of this happening. 
This is when I realized that when you're a light worker, there will be dark energies lurking around every corner to try to put a damper on that light. They are there to feed off the energy your light brings and to bring you to a lower state of energy. And I strongly believe that due to my ex's drug abuse and blocked trauma, there were darker things within him that saw me vibrating that night at the higher frequency in the darkness of the night that surrounded us. I must have been emitting such a bright light that this darkness within him wanted to make itself known and let me know it was still there and how to hold of him. This had been a time in our relationship where I had encouraged him to kick his addictive habits so he could better himself, but it's clear that the trauma he was suppressing wasn't getting any of his attention, so it manifested in him while he was asleep, and it showed itself to me as if to say, I'm still here, and your influence isn't doing shit. I'm going to win. From there on out, I learned that before each session, I have to call upon my angels of the light to protect me and watch over me during the session in case any such dark forces decide to make themselves known again to feed off my energy. If you're a light worker or someone who's had experience uh, with spirits or otherworldly presences before, you cannot and must not show fear. In these situations, spirits and entities feed off this energy and will continue to visit you and may even harass you since you'll realize that they can influence, they'll realize that they can influence the light that you put out. You will also find that these dark energies will try more frequently to get in contact with you while you continue on your spiritual path toward the light. It's, it's starting to sound a lot like Star Wars, <laughs> but... I feel like this kind of energy is the same thing they reference in movies with good characters and bad characters. There, There is a dark energy and light energy. As long as you stay strong in whatever energy you're siding with, it will be hard for the other kind to have influence over you and steal your energy. Reiki's taught me that this is the same with people. There are people who are going to come into your life and have influence over you, but it's up to you whether or not you're willing to let them steal your energy or to vibrate at a higher frequency with you. It takes time to learn what the energy is of those around you if you have a hard time gauging people's moods and emotions. And when you're an empath like myself, Reiki has made a pivotal standing in my life to protect the energy I put out as well as help to shield me from absorbing, absorbing negative emotions and energy of the people around me. I hope this was an informative experience about Reiki. Um, I hope I did it justice. I can only speak for myself when it comes to the experiences I've had firsthand, but I would love to hear about the experiences of others as well regarding, you know, any of this kind of stuff, um, regardless of if they have a similar or, a, you know, different experience than I do. I will continue talking about Reiki along with other various metaphysical and spiritual topics in upcoming episodes. I wanted to start this podcast because I think as human beings, we're always looking for explanations about the universe and why certain things happen that cannot be explained. I'll do all the deep diving and research and you can just feel free to listen. I'll also be having guests on this show who can give their opinions and insight on their own spiritual journeys and what consciousness means to them. Don't forget to follow uh, the at sign with cannabis and consciousness on Instagram. That's cannabis 
letter N, consciousness on Instagram. And give this podcast a like and follow so you can tune into future episodes. Also check out my wire up pendants uh, with the IG handle at sign Rosie D wire up. It is spelled uh, Rose with two additional E's. So three E's total for Rose, the letter D and then wire up. There's a link in my Etsy shop in the bio description on that Instagram page as well. So thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to having you in the next episode of Cannabis and Consciousness.